Beyond Synth, Season 7, Sequence Commencing in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth. Episode 183 on the show today is Parallels. And my name is Andy Last. I host the show. And we're also going to take a listener call and we're going to listen to awesome music because that is what we do here on Beyond Synth. Now, before we get too carried away, I want to tell you guys all a little story. It's about a cool guy called Chris Dance. He's the king of the Pattersons, by the way. Now, if you're a new listener, or you've only been listening for a little while, and you wonder who the hell the Pattersons are, the Pattersons are the people who support Beyond Synth on Patreon. And, by extension, also on the website. So you know there's a Beyond Synth Patreon page where people uh, donate money to the show, and they're really awesome. And you can also just go to beyondsynth.com, and there's a PayPal donation right there as well, which I will also refer to as Pattersons. That's just what it is now. It's the Pattersons. I'm not even going to go into the whole story of why they're called the Pattersons. They just are. And Chris Dance is the king of them because he uh, donates a generous amount of money every month to be on synth. And he's a really cool guy. So I just wanted to tell you all that. I realized I set it up like I was going to tell you a story, and uh, I did not. Anyways, look, let's listen to some music, okay? Then we're going to take a listener call. Then we're going to talk to Parallels. I had fun with Holly. She came over to the studio during some some bad snowy weather, but we still managed to uh, record a show. We just did that a few weeks ago. And uh, we'll listen to that in a little bit. So first, here is a cool song by Mr. Kitty. And this is brought to you by my lovely Patreon supporters. We have new donors this week, Cat Temper, joining the uh, the $10 club. And I think I've played some uh, Cat Temper in the past on the show. And uh, Jimpy has upgraded his support. Again. <laughs> I see what you're doing, Jimpy, and it's awesome. I don't care. See, Jimpy's realized he can game the system because every time he upgrades his support, I'm going to mention it every time. And I will. (laughs) Now we're playing a game of Patreon chicken here, Jimpy. Let's see who gives first. (laughs) Anyways, thank you so much uh, for supporting the show. Here is Mr. Kitty with the track Empty Phases.
that was Empty Phases by Mr. Kitty. And that was brought to you by new Patreon supporter DevJock. And I should point out that he's not donating on Patreon. I don't know why I said that. DevJock was like, he's like, hey, man, I don't want to go on stupid Patreon. And then when I was like, hey, we got a PayPal button on the site now. And he's like, that's much better for me. So thank you, uh, DevJock, for your support. It was very generous. Euros. DevJock is a euro man. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks, DevJock. I think I know you as several different things across different platforms, and it's always uh, confusing for me because I am a foolish man. All right, so look, we're all having a lovely day here. Let's go to the phones and uh, take a listener call. All right, well, who's this on the line? And this is Senor Trevor Resnick. So... Hello, dude. Hi, man. (laughs) I also have you on my Facebook. And is that your real name? Because it's all crazy letters, right? So I don't even understand what it is. Oh, yeah, that's... uh, How do I should say that in English? It's Cyrillic or something like that. So it's just uh, Russian letters. If you translate it, my real name is Alexander. So you're Russian? No, no, I'm Ukrainian. But in Ukraine, there's like a half of people speak Russian language. So I'm speaking Russian language as well. Okay, okay. So do you speak multiple languages or? Yeah, there's like three of them. My grandma is speaking Ukrainian. Well, it's actually not really pure Ukrainian. It's like a mix Russian and Ukrainian. We call it Surzhik. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what you mean. Have you ever heard that name? No. It's it's something similar to how in states redneck are speaking. It's not really English. Some, some <laughs> a bit more <laughs> different language. So I heard Ukrainian in the school because it's our national language, and uh, almost all my friends are speaking Russian, so I know them both. Is Ukrainian and Russian like similar languages or are they very different? They're really close but if you never heard Russian before and you speak only Ukrainian I bet that you not understand all what you say. The same situation if you're from Ukraine and go into the Poland they speak some language which really close to Ukrainian so I speak with them with Ukrainian language and they understand me. What's the difference though? Like is it like that they use some similar words or like the way the sentences are structured? It's like if you go to Poland do they use the like they have the same word for bread or whatever or is it stuff like that? Okay, I'm going to give you a f- few words. Kurva is going to be the same word in Ukrainian and Polish, but on the Russian language it's going to be oh, it's like a shlucha. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds, I love there's certain languages that to the ear of like the North American person it all sounds like swear words. <laughs> yeah, by the way, about that swear words, dude, I prepare some three Ukrainian pure Ukrainian swear words. <laughs> I, I always like that segment and I don't know why you forbid that. <laughs> I haven't, or I haven't forbid people telling me swear words. It's just that I, uh, I go through phases, and there was a phase where I was really interested in foreign swear words, and I think I just slowly forgot about it. Mm-hmm. But now that you're here, I mean, because I don't think I've ever had a Ukrainian guest. You know, like I, I've chatted with Powder Slut, but I don't think I've had her on the show. No, 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 I don't remember. I, I heard all your uh, episodes, and I never heard her. I'm thinking of the times when I would talk to Vincenzo, and she would be in the background. Like, she wants to, like, take over the phone call. So even if I'm, like, <laughs> just talking to Vincenzo for fun, like, she's always in the background, like, tell, tell him this, tell him this. Like, <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah. 
that's a perfect expression of our uh, essence. <laughs> Tell him please this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Vincenzo, you gotta say him this. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much what it was. And then Vincenzo, <laughs> Vincenzo started to absorb her accent. But anyway, uh, you want me to bring the uh, the swear words of different countries back? Do you have any ideas? You maybe should make a Beyonce swear board. Where you just wrote down all the swear words which you uh, contain <laughs> from other people, and that's gonna be there to check the swear board. That would be a funny idea to do uh, with the Beyond Synth, uh, the Synthwave artist database, and then just have a database of swear words from the different countries. <laughs> we'll have a little flag, and then just uh, <laughs> here's how you say dog's dick in in Holland. You know, <laughs> it's all very important stuff. So I should say that you are actually one of the very early support. Supporters of Beyond Synth. When I first started the Patreon, you were like one of the first people to hop on board, and I appreciate that. And you've also um, are one of the first people who send me links of music. And like, I mean, obviously, people mostly just send me their own music, but uh, you're one of those few people who's like, hey, check this out, check this out. And some of the picks that you've had have been like really popular on the show. I think I remember Takuro Spirit. Yeah, Takuro Spirit. So, yeah, I mean, I know you mentioned, and you, you sent me the link to Takuro Spirit, and then that was, like, sort of the star song of the show, and, and then I get people messaging me, like, oh, you know, you pick some good songs, and I'm like, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you take all the credits, it's your show, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so what do you do, man? Like, what's the life of uh, Alexander like? Alexander. So, I am the 3D artist for the games. Mm. Mostly through my week, I'm doing just casual CGI artist work, the models and, and others. And all the other time, I am really a huge gamer. Sunday is my gaming day, almost entirely. So I'm, I'm going to do that today. I'm going to play and maybe drink some beer again. See, that sounds like fun. I don't have a gaming day anymore. Like, my gaming time is when my son is not using the PlayStation. I, I have fond memories. I think back to those days when I would just... Today is a day where I'm going to sit in front of the TV and just play games for like eight hours. And uh, I have not had one of those in uh, like a decade. It's been a while. <laughs> Damn, dude. I suppose now your games is like uh, doing laundry or kitchen yeah. or something like that, <laughs> as long as you're a housewife. Yes, no, I am. I, if there was a way I could sort of gamify those things, like wear those Google glasses, and if there was a way that <laughs> I would see points in my screen every time I fold a towel, because I'm very particular about the way I fold the towels, too. So, like, I like to do a nice job <laughs> and have them folded so they look nice. I think I deserve a medal, man, for my hard work. But look, dude, we got to uh, we gotta listen to some music here and then we'll uh, keep chatting with Alexander. So here is a cool track by Ocillion and this is brought to you by awesome Patreon supporter Jose Arbello with the 6659 and the amazing Jacob Wick with the 4488. You people are awesome and now we are going to listen to Ocillion with the track Battle Angel.
And that was Battle Angel by Asilian. That's a wicked song brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, City Hunter with the 42 and Lucas Ceballos with the 2666. And we're back. We're taking a listener call today, talking with uh, Trevor Reznik, a.k.a. Alexander, in the Ukraine. And we were just talking about what you do for a living. So you were saying you're a, a 3D modeler. So do you do you work for a company? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so you're not freelance then. Like you're actually working for a company and like what's going on there? Like working on any like specific projects or Yeah, actually my premium occupation, I am the vehicle artist. I'm making vehicles and mostly tanks. Okay. That's kind of where I am a professional. I can do like uh, any kind of tank for you. So do you do the animation or are you just like a 3D modeler and then you send it to somebody else? Just the models. Just the models. Okay. I'm working in, I think, the biggest company in Ukraine. It's Wargaming. And we're making some MMO for eight years, I suppose. There is World of Tanks. So the company you work for, like, they actually make that game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. World of Tanks. Yeah, I know World of Tanks, yeah, because I always see it advertised. Oh, really? Well, yeah, it's, it's, I think World of Tanks is one of those games whenever you're playing iPhone games or something, there's always, like, an ad for World of Tanks. Oh, yeah, it's pretty aggressive advertisement there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you reached the skill levels of modeling where like you can just bang out a tank in like an hour or you go like I know this because you've done it so many times? Oh dude, it's still a huge amount of work. To produce one tank with a really high quality with all details that really you can see on the photos, it's gonna take like something around two months, I think. Are you proud of the tanks that you model? You're like, man, this is a fucking good tank. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the fucking best tank that I ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played the game. So, like, are you making historically accurate tanks or do you get to have fun and make weird, like, future ones? Or are you mostly doing, like, actually seeing uh, pictures and trying to make what you see in the picture? No, 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 dude. For this game, for this particular game, we're making everything so historically accurate as it could be. I mean that if you take a photo, you sh- the I don't know the bolt should be on his place, right? Because we have some people, the historicals, who check in the models and they say, "Oh no, dude, this should be like a five bolts, and not a four like you have, you stupid shit." <laughs> I love the idea. This should be five bolt, not four, you stupid shit. (laughs) And you're like, who fucking cares about that? The fucking four bolts or five? I want that job. (laughs) I want the job of like historical nerd at the video game place that just gets to walk in and complain and then leave (laughs) and just point out really nerdy things. Well, dude, I can see your weak spot about that. If you're going to be the QA, it's Mm. called QA, which you said. If you're going to be QA, you're going to compare any other game to GoldenEye. Well, yeah, but I mean, that, yeah, that, that'll that be my thing that I say. I'll, I'll walk in and just be like, yeah, sorry, but, uh, you know, this this weapon is actually called the Clob. And, uh, and they'll be like, what? I'll be like, listen, this is a Clob, okay? And this thing's a Cougar okay. Magnum, and, and this is the, the RCP-90, and you're doing it wrong. <laughs> it looks nothing like it was in GoldenEye. Please redo that yeah. from scratch. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you guys are mistaken. Tanks are three squares and uh, a cylinder with a really muddy texture. And, like, that's that's what a tank is. Yeah, yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be cool, dude. If you want, I just 
ask for a place for you. Yeah, that'll be the first thing I do when I move to the Ukraine. <laughs> well, dude, if you... I know that you have no uh, proper job, okay? It's not <laughs> your weak spot. It's fine, man. <laughs> What are you talking But about? <laughs> no, no, that's fine. But if you're gonna take your box that you have and move into Ukraine, you're gonna be the richest person here. Well, no, the Canadian dollar is not great. Okay. What is the Ukrainian currency? What's it called? Hrivna. Uh, okay, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> just say that. Grivna. Grivna? Yeah, dude. Come on, you said that's really... Hey, Grivna. Okay, so, hold on Grivna. here. I'm gonna say Canadian dollar Ukraine. Okay, so here, I'll tell you. The Hrivna. 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 <laughs> okay, so one Canadian dollar gets 21.68 Ukrainian Hrivnas. Yeah, that's right. You can buy, like, two bottles of really cheap beer for that money. For 21? Yes. What do video games cost? What does a new game cost for you? Brand new. If it's gonna be on PlayStation Store where the price is really higher than occasional on the Steam or somewhere yeah, else, yeah. it's gonna be costing me like from 1,600 and more. So 1,600? Yeah, like that. Okay. Spider-Man cost me like 2,000. Spider-Man cost 2,000. Okay, let me type that in. You know what, dude? Just $2,000, like that's the final cost, like with tax and stuff? Mm-hmm. You know what? That's actually the same. Yep. Because, the same. because we have sales tax in Canada, it's about 13%. So new games with in Canadian dollar cost $79, with tax comes to $92, bucks, and that's exactly what $2,000 Ukrainian hryvnas is. However, if I buy directly from the PlayStation Store, I don't pay tax. If I buy the game directly from the PlayStation Store, it would actually be more like 1,734 hryvnas. <laughs> 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 It's so funny how you said that. Well, like you're trying to swallow something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Again, hryvnas. I know, I'm <laughs> I know I'm saying it wrong, but... All right, look. Uh, before we get carried away, uh, we keep on getting carried away. We have to listen to more music. Uh, so here is an awesome track from Wolf and Raven. And this is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club, Mr. Clint Dowling, Tim Carlton, and Johnny Five. And this is Wolf and Raven from the album Ace of Space. This is All Systems Go.
And that was All Systems Go by Wolf and Raven. If you dug that, uh, go back to last season of Beyond Synth because I had Wolf and Raven on the show. A lot of video game talk and stuff like that, but that was a good one. And uh, that, of course, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Emilio Estevez, Chris Williams, and Christian James. And we are back. We're taking a listener call right now, talking to Alexander in the Ukraine. And uh, he was just saying earlier that he was upset that we don't do the swear word section anymore so now's your chance buddy teach me some ukrainian swear words shlondra shlondra that's dick <laughs> is it no dude that's whore oh. <laughs> <laughs> shlondra say it again shlondra shlondra it sounds a bit like a german <laughs> shlondra shlondra Hrivna. <laughs> okay and himno himlo himno himno like that Himno. 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 It's a uh, shit. That's means shit. Himno. It's too many syllables for that word. <laughs> Who? Well, it's too many, um, like shit is one syllable, right? It's like shit. It's one sound. Yeah, yeah. But himno sounds like there's like two or three in there. Like himno. 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 Is it two? Himno. Himno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Wait, what was horror again? <laughs> <laughs> It was Schlondra. Schlondra. I like that one. Yeah, and there is Larva. Yarva. Yarva? Larva? Larva. Larva. That's a crazy sound for English speaking because there is a lot of firm and soft uh, sounds there. Mm. Larva. 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 <laughs> it, sa- it sounds like you're saying larva to me. Lar- yeah, larva. larva. Yeah, but there is no A, but it's uh, Ya. Larva. The second sound is la, larva. <laughs> I don't know, my, my mouth can't even do this one. Larva, larva, larva. No, it sounds like you have a larva. Yeah. What what's, what's that one mean? That means, I don't even know, do you have that word? It's like a, some girl who's really have a bad temper and she's using every people around her and she's like, had a lot of bad habits. I don't know. Just a, a great person. <laughs> yeah. Schlondra. Schlondra. I can see you like that. <laughs> you can begin the show and if you're going to speak with some new person, you just greet him with this word. Schlondra. Yeah. So who is on the line? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and sneak it in now in calls and just see if uh, people notice. Schlondra. Schlondra. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there is a really big community of Ukrainians in Canada. So if you'll just walk through the streets and going to say out loud Schlondra, I'm pretty sure that somebody going to turn and look on you. Well, dude, the part of town where I live, right down the street from me every year, they have the Ukrainian festival so I'm in that part of town Mm -hmm. where people are selling sausages and that's it really well no but it's like (laughs) they closed the street they closed the street for the Ukrainian festival I didn't go this year Mm -hmm. because I think I was doing something else that day but I mean even the prime minister was there to say like we love everybody but like that's yeah the Ukrainian festival we usually uh, we went there the, the previous few years and got a sausage and there's a bunch of people out and Another thing about Ukrainians in Canada, that's from the words of my fellows who live in uh, Canada, that people who live in Canada, the Ukrainian people, are really more patriotic than people who live 
in Ukraine. Well, that makes complete sense because that's the point of Canada. You know, people come here from other places, but they're encouraged to celebrate their heritage. So I could see it being like in all the different neighborhoods, you know, if you're in like Little Italy or Little Portugal, you know, they have their flags out and like Little Portugal is all fucking people cheering about soccer all the time. And like they have the flags and for some reason, pictures of Al Pacino in their windows. I don't know why, but (laughs) but (laughs) because he's not even Portuguese. I think I think Al Pacino just transcends Italian culture and I see the sketches of him like looking like Scarface and stuff. I feel like everyone just loves that so much. But yeah, yeah that that's quite possible that when they're here they try and really emphasize the fact that they are Ukrainian whereas if you're in the Ukraine you just be like who gives a shit? Yeah, dude. Yeah. As if you ask me that's kind of easy to love your country if you live not in a shitty country yeah. but in a good country. <laughs> That is an excellent point. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love my country so much from here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot nicer view from here. Yeah. No, that's a great point, man. I don't hear people say that that often because like a lot of what goes on now culturally, there's a lot of like, you know, with people celebrating their cultures and stuff. But like, yeah, they're doing it in the safety of like, you know, these reasonably safe countries where they can say like from a distance, like, oh, it's so great to be uh, this and this. I'm not going back, but uh, it's great, you know, (laughs) but I love my country. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to let her down. Okay, you can't say shit about my country. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, it's been lovely talking to you, but we got to we gotta wind this down, man. We got to go. Okay, dude. That was a really pleasant conversation. <laughs> yeah, man. But it's, listen, it was good talking to you. Nice to hear your voice. And of course, thank you for uh, supporting Beyond Synth. No, that's, that's all cool. You're making a really cool show. I'm really proud of your show. <laughs> it's evolving. Although I think that if you can retake or getting back some dirty jokes that you make before. I think that your show now is a bit more cleaner than it was before, but I always love your dirty jokes. So just, I don't know, keep up, dude. You're doing a great job. When the audience gets a little bit bigger, I have so many different perspectives Mm -hmm. of people who like, so someone will say like, I liked it better when you swore more and like said fucking filthier things. And I'll get other people are going like, I think you swear too much and maybe you can tone it down. And like, seriously, like I get so many different points of view and it's hard to make a survey on the survey monkey. Do you like that Andy swear more or less? And if people who like that you were swearing are going to win, then you're going to swear in a lot. Yeah. You're going to say nothing but the swear words. You little filthy shit, it shit cunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was perfect. That's a perfect way to end this. I, <laughs> <laughs> but look, man, you have a lovely Ukrainian day. Well, thank you. And uh, and we'll... we'll, we'll uh, just continue the show. Okay? Yeah, yeah, just, that's where I'm doing. Okay. End the first, man. <laughs> All right, take care, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, dude. All right, and that was my whoa. <laughs> the hell was that? My voice just cracked. I'm either a 37 year old man or a child. Anyway, that what I was trying to say was that that was my conversation with Alexander or Trevor Resnick, as he. Although now, okay, we full disclosure, we recorded that conversation a while ago, and now it turns out that he is Skunk Raider. So remember last week when we were laughing about Skunk Raider? 
Yeah, Trevor Resnick is Skunk Raider now. I have such a hard time remembering everybody's aliases on the internet. You know, the people who listen to this show, they chat on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and all their names are different, and I forget who everybody is all the time. And then when you guys go and change your fucking names, it is really confusing. But I'll tell you what is not confusing, listening to awesome music. So we'll listen to this track by Sebastian Gempel off the album City Hunter, because this one is awesome, and then uh, and then maybe we'll go from there and then chat with uh, Parallels. And this song is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Joey and Kendra and Frank Skinicki. You guys are the best. So, here we go with a track by Sebastian Gempel. This is Under Control featuring Tommy Reeves.
And that was Under Control featuring Tommy Reeves by Sebastian Gamble. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club, Gregorio Franco and Mike Shima. You guys are awesome. And maybe we'll do a little shout out to Murat with the 1984. What the hell, man? All right. Well, look. Uh, let's go to my conversation with Parallels. Hi. Hey. All right, I'm here right now with Holly. Hi. Parallel. Okay, Parallels. Just make that absolutely clear. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of tea here with two hands like a child. Tim Hortons. Yeah, that's because true. Because Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to explain Parallels. Because you've been uh, singing and, and making music for a while, but it seems like Parallels has gone through several permutations. Mm-hmm. I always got confused because I would see like older videos and be like, wait, is this the same thing? Am I like looking because it all seemed different? There's like these two dudes. And then like yeah. when you're playing live, like there was different dudes. <laughs> and then like you look different. So explain. Well, I'm sorry if it's confusing. <laughs> I should tell you, I'm also very slow, so that's another... No, no, no. I mean, it's kind of been an evolution, and I'm kind of the common thread in it. So it's kind of just become like, it's my project with whoever's around. So <laughs> you were the genesis of it? Well, we started in 2008, and my former bandmate, who was part of the first version of Parallels, he, he had some demos, wanted me to write lyrics and melodies and sing on them and make a little band so I was like sure and that's how Parallels began so it was me and my former bandmate Cameron Finley then we added another keyboard player to perform live with but it was always kind of like me and Cam doing the production and writing so the other dude was for live performance yeah so we've always kind of had live players and I mean when you're first starting like we didn't really know what it was going to be or what it was so we had photos taken and now they're this is like the worst branding (laughs) (laughs) like lesson (laughs) don't yeah take lessons from us (laughs) right so did you consider the live dude a member yes and no yeah i mean creatively it's usually just me in the studio well now it's me in the studio and you know i'll ask my bandmates for their opinions and you know my brother is now playing drums and he'll come in and play drums on tracks and it's kind of just like a loose thing but if you see parallels being advertised i'll always be there right and if i'm not then you know wrong band yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right that makes sense so then how many different uh i want to use a different word besides permutation so i can sound smarter (laughs) but i know uh, there's a word for it but i can't think of it well permutations is the word but i'm trying to think if i can come up with another there's like another one um how many different permutations (laughs) has the band right now we're in our third i guess okay what i've realized over the years is that i'm the only one who will ever be like 100% 100% super invested in it. It's like any relationship. I'm not going to go into relationship talks. Yeah. But <laughs> but generally I'm the only one who cares. But generally, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's kind of been my creative journey. So and, you know, there have been people who've stuck around and people who've wanted to go out and 
explore their own horizons. So is that what happened? Like with all like the sort of former members, like do they still do music stuff? In yeah, um, Cam's still making music, and he's doing a solo project. My most recent former bandmate Artem is also doing a project and a synth project and and now my current bandmate Oliver Blair is doing his project Radio Wolf so I think the nature of the business these days you got to have more than one thing going on yeah I'm a really bad businessman so I like anytime <laughs> business talk comes in because I feel I know. like Maybe I'll learn something. You know what I just realized? There's what? a heater on behind you and it's still on. So I'm going to turn it off because it's going to give like a sort of fan oh, sound. That kind of gives like a cool like atmosphere though for listeners in warm places. Like this is what we do in Canada. Yeah. Well, luckily today is not as cold as it's been, mm-hmm. which is nice because it And has been. the sun was literally only shining on Andy Street. This is what happens when you live in the rich part of town. <laughs> all right. The sun always shines here. Give me two seconds. I'm going to turn it down. Give some words of wisdom while I go turn off the heat. <laughs> Don't listen to me. <laughs> Ever. I'm back. And he's back. Well, how about this? We're going to sort of dive into the catalog here mm-hmm. and we'll talk about some of the tracks. I'm going to pull up my track list. See, I don't write questions. All I do is I go in a notepad <laughs> and I go, I like this song. And that's it. In case anyone wants to peek behind the curtain mm-hmm. of how, the, how this show works. There are no questions, but I do have written down 12 in Roman numerals, an album from 2012, and there's a track called Love and Devotion, which I liked. Oh, thank you. So we're going to listen to that right now. This is Love and Devotion by Parallels.
And that was Love and Devotion by Parallels. And I'm here with Parallels right now. Holly. Hey. Holly Dodson. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Nailed it. You ever go on Facebook and type in your own name and see all the other people that have the same name as you? <laughs> Sometimes. I found a lot of Dodsons, actually, which is cool. There's a lot of Holly Dodsons. Well, the problem arises when... I remember when I was on MySpace back in the day, and wish I still was on MySpace. Old but, lady! Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I really wanted the, like, myspace.com slash Holly Dodson URL because mm. I was doing my music and that was going to be my music name and some girl had it and that was like a big you know wake up call for me I never really took the internet seriously after that was like, she was she a musician no or just one of those assholes just has a MySpace yeah. yeah it's the worst and had like a picture of a dog or something and like no posts no personality see if I were her I would have made the profile Holly Dogson ah ooh right she probably would have given me the URL if. I had been (laughs) smart and witty enough. (laughs) Well, listen, if you want some entrepreneurial uh, tips and advice, that's mine. But it's all pun-based. Okay. And as many sort of business ideas as you can come up with that sort of (laughs) tie into a pun in some way. That is not the pun. I can't wait for your book. Yeah, it's going to be good. Anyway, let's talk (laughs) about music. (laughs) So for this album, you will also hear a dog in the background, by the way. This is a very fun day for background (laughs) noise. I feel like once the heater turns down, then the dog starts. Holly Dogson, you know. (laughs) 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 That's her. So what was the creative sort of process like for the first, Christ, I wish I had another word, the first permutation, right? So you're saying this other dude, what was his name? I want to... Cam Finley. Okay, Cam, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of calling him this other dude. <laughs> so he had some demos that you added vocals to and stuff. So, yeah. And then, then did it, when it was actually like, we're parallels now, did the writing process change? That album was mostly written that way, so he would make up bed tracks and then I'd write the top line the technical term which I recently just learned (laughs) (laughs) amateur so that was kind of how that one evolved and then once we made our demos we went in and we're like let's put some live drums on it and produce the tracks further together and yeah that was that moment in time and that was our visionaries album which was from 2010 but then what was what was 12 12 is the second album right okay i always find it confusing you know when i'm on i find a lot of things confusing (laughs) there's a lot of music the internet is information overload i get it i mean i know like i can sit here and make fun of you for using myspace but i mean i i remember a time when the internet wasn't a thing you were on it too let's be real you know what i did not have a myspace Um, Oh, huh. I got the internet kind of late. My dad you had got the really, internet late. Yeah, my dad had like really shitty internet. That was like towards the end of high school. He had this free text-based internet like through the school because he was a teacher. Oh, that's actually like really sweet. I had one friend who had image-based internet. And what did I do? I remember I saw like uh, I read a review for uh, <laughs> the Doctor Who TV movie. Which would mean this was probably in ninety five. Yeah, and you didn't have internet. You didn't have MySpace. No. Did you have Friendster? No. I didn't have Friendster. Towards the end of high school, I got MSN Messenger because mm-hmm. I did use Messenger. But I feel like that was almost in the year like two thousand was when I had Messenger. Yeah, that feels right. And that's what I did with the internet mostly. And I remember when uh, Depeche Mode's album Exciter came out, Mm -hmm. they were like releasing demos on the internet. I think right around Kazaa. So this would be like 2000. Remember Kazaa and Napster? But I used Kazaa mostly. Yeah. And I remember downloading individual songs, song by song, it would take, you know, three to four hours yep. for a four megabyte, like 96 That's kilobyte MP3. That's when it was MP3. worth it. 
Yeah, and to then, wait that long. And that was a funny thing too, because that's when I discovered Color Theory, who I've had on the show a bunch of times, oh, because because yeah. he had he had this song called Ponytail Girl, uh-huh. which people thought was a Depeche Mode B-side. Cool. That's a huge compliment. Because his voice kind of sounds like Martin Gore's voice. So like, yeah, he, and he sings kind of like that. So I remember it like on Kazaa and it was labeled Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. And that was like such a long time ago. And so it's, it's that was a funny thing to sort of like meet him and have him on the show because I'm just like, this is like one of my earliest Kazaa memories is going like, this doesn't sound like De- because I knew Depeche Mode well enough to be like because sometimes people would mislabel shit all the time on the Kazaa days, right? Mm-hmm. You get like Duran Duran songs labeled Depeche Mode and stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, like, come on. Anyway, that's my Kazaa story for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can like hear the dial-up now mm-hmm. in my head. I know. I remember when we first got the internet, and my best friend was obsessed with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. And so I invited her over and I was like, look at this cool thing called the internet. Like, you can go on and like, see pictures of Full House and like, Mary-Kate and Ashley and we can print them out. And so like, we literally printed out like, 300 photos of Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. That's a lot more wholesome than I think the stuff that I was looking at. (laughs) And she felt so guilty about it. That she didn't end up taking them home with her. So I was just like left with all these like... Why would she feel guilty? Because she used your paper? Yeah, and ink. Like I think we ran out of like printer ink. And like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, people don't... uh, I don't think they'll ever understand. Like my son plays the PlayStation and like the internet kept on cutting in and out like a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Everything goes to a standstill when the internet's down. It's just like... Well, make it work. The, the network is not working, Daddy. Like, make it work. I'm just like, hey, man, do something else. Like, that's my advice. And just like, well, if the internet's not working, you can't play fucking Fortnite. Like, go build something. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, it's not working. And he freaks out. I'm like, dude, man, I remember like that stupid, like, you know, we, we make fun of the sound effect of the modem connecting now. But the thing was, we really have that sound burned into our brains because it didn't always work. You know, yeah. like, remember you'd like dial up and then it would just be like, nope. It was like the sound of hope. Yeah. And then you'd have to like wait and then it'd still do that beginning part and you were waiting during that fuzz for the part where it connected. Yeah. You know, where and it's I like, feel like I knew the different, the subtle differences <laughs> in the dial up sounds yeah. and I knew when it was going to work or not. Mm. Like if it hit that that pitch like it's made it it's connected that's the same sort of thought process as going through the people at like slot machines <laughs> you know yeah this is the one this is the one <laughs> and it's all exactly the same but i don't know maybe it was a better time i think uh, in some ways simpler times see i don't want to sound like an old man but like the internet pisses me off it's all designed to make me mad now mm-hmm. and so i just uh, i just block everything mm-hmm. and then i feel a bit better about it Mm-hmm. I like Instagram. I follow a bunch of people and they just post like music and yeah. pretty pictures and I'm just like, all right, I can deal with that. Yeah, it's fun to like connect with people, but you know, information overload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's too much. And uh, I just end up being way too concerned with shit that doesn't matter. And I'm already too busy. You know, can't live with it, can't live without it. Modern problems. It's like the coolest and shittiest thing at the same time. Yeah. And if only there was some magical way, but then if the AI has like too much control, because I keep on thinking like, there's got to be a way to like, just let's keep this thing pure and and awesome and like it's all just the good stuff but then like then you're like what are you what are, you they, can't what are they hiding have you know? the light without shadows that is true tim curry famously said that in the film legend oh you did not just go there he did <gasps> but you know that like is it. my favorite movie <laughs> i love legend and literally light everyone without? who i've been encountering yeah just finished oh I'm, I'm done no say it <laughs> <laughs> well i'm on the spot now what what is the whole thing? <laughs> Blix, are you not the most loathsome of my goblins? <gasps> and is your heart black and full of hate? 
That was amazing. Anyway, whatever. This is it's a film legend. Oh, I goosebumps. <laughs> um, I'll deepen my voice in post. Seriously, everyone who I've talked to recently over the past week, legend has come up. It's like human gravity or something. Legend is, uh, I, I enjoy legend a lot. Well, here, let's talk about legend. Let's listen to a song first, though. I want to listen to another song. Okay. Do you like my natural segues? <laughs> this is another one from 12. Which I dug. This is what this one's called. Things fall apart. This is a nice song. So let's uh, let's listen to that. This is "Things Fall Apart" by Parallels. <laughs>
And that was Parallels with the track Things Fall Apart. And I'm here with Parallels right now. Holly. Hi. Holly Dodson. We're talking about Legend. Why was I talking? I was talking about Legend the other day with somebody because, oh yeah. Because everyone's talking about it. See, because... I had this thing. I didn't explain it well enough on the show I did with uh, with Aaron Vailing because we're in this phase with Hollywood movies and stuff where there's a lot of remakes, a lot of reboots. And what I want to see is some phase happen where they take the things that worked from movies mm-hmm. that maybe didn't work, like a movie that didn't work as a whole film, but there's like elements that are cool. Mm-hmm. And so that's my go-to examples because like I love Legend, but the movie is flawed. Like the editing is really weird. Oh yeah. The thing is though, I don't like the director's cut. Mm. I find the director's cut boring Mm -hmm. and I don't like the score. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's fine, but it's not as special as the Tangerine Dream score. Like, the Tangerine Dream score is what makes it special. But then there's all these weird edits and stuff, you know, especially like, come to Meg. And then like, you know, when (laughs) fucking like uh, Tom Cruise is like, you don't mean to eat me, do you? How indeed I do. And then like he leans forward and then all of a sudden Tom Cruise is like, and then like you see like a splash of water and then Meg kind of just like kind of goes under the water and like, did he kill Meg? Like, what just happened? Yeah. It's unclear because the editing is so weird. Yeah. So I, I was hoping like, oh, it'd be cool if they did director's cut but kept the Tangerine Dream score, but they don't. And in the director's cut, they don't show darkness at the beginning of the movie either. Mm, yeah. They make it a surprise when he does that mirror thing and his hoof. I, that's my favorite thing, too. I love the sound effect. I've said this on the show so many times. When his hoof like comes through the mirror and like when it hits the ground and it mm-hmm. kind of like grinds in and it's got like that sort of like dirt grind and yeah. like it's this heavy... <laughs> Crushing the, the cigarette. Yeah, I love it. That part's awesome. Yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it's all about the glitter for me. You know, I love unicorns. I love magic. I don't notice the shitty edits because glitter. Yeah, for me, it's a score because it makes the movie so weird. Mm-hmm. It's got this electronic music score, and the unicorn theme is one of my favorite just pieces of music. Mm-hmm. But the whole point was Tim Curry's darkness is awesome, mm-hmm. and I would love to see a movie where they just like took that character, the same makeup. The oh, same everything, but then cool. just a different movie, right? It's like doesn't even have to take place in the legend universe. Do an it's like, shoot. yeah. Because I love just his performance. I love mm-hmm. the way like Tim Curry like curls his mouth. He's so diabolical. Yeah, he's awesome. All those crazy close-ups, like he just looks so cool, and so he's fun to quote. And then it's got this really cheesy song at the end. <laughs> That fucking uh, legends can be now and full. Yeah, like that fucking thing, which I still like. I tolerate. I also like that song where it goes to credits. Mm-hmm. That fucking there's one step at a time. I like that one. Yeah, and I think it was just Tom Cruise at his prime. So it was downhill from there. And also, if you pay attention, it almost looks like everybody's lines are like overdubbed in that film. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, now that you say that. Yeah. And anyway, so now like no one has to see the movie Legend because we've covered it. Glitter, unicorns, tangerine dream, Tim Curry, diabolical, his mouth. Yeah, no, that's all that matters. Hooves. That's, yeah. (laughs) The movie should have just been called Super Hoof. (laughs) Do you have anything to say about these songs I just played? Yeah, I mean, they're from my second album. That was me in the studio alone. Things Fall Apart is a breakup song. It was quite a few years ago. What do you like writing about? I write about lots of different things. I wish I was more of a Joni Mitchell songwriter where it was like I'd see things and then I'd report about them in like beautiful poetic ways. Mm. But I don't know. Writing for me is very escapist. I'll kind of bring in things that are happening in my life but it won't be a direct song about a certain situation. So does that just mean like that song is a breakup song Mm -hmm. or it is like literally about a breakup? That's definitely my most real situation song. Right. Yes. But that's like a special occasion? Yeah. You want to go into it? Well, (laughs) (laughs) 
it's a heartbreak song. So I wrote it in like five minutes. It just poured out. It was one of those songs. Yeah, yeah. But you're having from that perspective, like, were you like angry? You should like write a song about going back and like breaking windows and shit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of breakup song I'd write. A little bit. They don't come along often. Those songs where they just flow out in five minutes. But it felt good after. Is it the poetry? That comes out first? Or did you have a melody in your head at the same time? That one, literally, I just sat down at the piano and played chords and sang a melody. And the words, like, most of the words came. And then I, you know, the shittier lines I filled in after. Yeah. With, <laughs> <laughs> with things that meant things. Yeah, it's always interesting when I talk to people who sing. Because I'm always curious as to what happens first. Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends. I don't really have a process. It's Sometimes I sit down, play chords write a song sometimes it's a line a melody some kind of imagery or like i'll see a movie hmm. like legend and let's talk more about legend. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about things that people are interested in like legend <laughs> hey man people love legend i like that part when uh darkness he's like wooing mia sarah and then he puts her in that black dress mm-hmm. and then he has this freak out like there's this one part where he like he just freaks out of nowhere where he's just like you know sit eat and she's like, I prefer to stand. And then all of a sudden he's just like, silence. Like, <laughs> he like freaks us. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's. <laughs> I'll just keep telling you about all the scenes. I and like. like, you know, she could, she could have just sat down. Yeah, man. Should have been polite. Anyway, go see it. You yeah. won't regret yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, it's in theaters now. It'll be like the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? We're going to move forward in time here. Okay. To the year 2015. <laughs> Civilization. And I guess we'll just listen to the Civilization song. Okay, cool. cool? All right, this track's called Civilization by Parallels.
And that was Parallels with the track Civilization. I like doing this in front of somebody because they always just look at me and laugh. <laughs> and I'm here with uh, with Holly from Parallels. Hello. So there was a few years in there. What was going on? Evolution. Creative evolution. Ooh, what does that mean? I don't know. You just got to give it time. Get inspired again. So what inspired you in those three years? Um... Let's go back. Let's see. Did you backpack across Europe? No. It seems to be a thing people do. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> do that. <laughs> you ever worn a backpack? Yep. I wear backpacks all the time. Do you still On wear tour? backpacks? Yeah. That's like my office. It's my backpack. What's in there? Laptop? Laptop. Two laptops. Ooh, la di da. Uh-huh. Ooh. Uh-huh. I have a very strong back. Mm. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's an awesome thing to say. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. My posture is fucking terrible, and Instagram keeps on advertising posture correctors to me. They know. Yeah, but yeah. I'm wondering how they know. Maybe you're, like, on Instagram too much or something. No, but it's like, they know what you like, because mm-hmm. I'll tell them if I don't like an ad. So I'm curious to know what algorithm has decided that because I like video games and kind of nerdy stuff mm-hmm. and synthwave, that that computes to me that I have a bad posture (laughs) and I find that so interesting because it's like it's that and they'll be like hey you might like this fucking charcoal to brush your teeth with (laughs) don't get that stuff it's stupid like oh it makes your teeth white I'm like does it looks like it makes your gums black yeah and it can stain your teeth black yeah that's what my dentist told me because i asked her because i keep seeing those too and i wonder if they're like instagram can like see through your camera like they need this this dude's got some fucking yellow teeth i think he'd like to make them black which is natural guys like i don't know what this like denture white teeth trend is when the people have like the big phony teeth it's just weird when they're all the same shape Mm -hmm. like you know when people sometimes they get those fake teeth put in but like every tooth looks the same Mm -hmm. and it's all white and then they just look insane they Mm -hmm. look like an android like whenever i see especially when men do it they look insane yeah no shade thrown if that's how you like how you look but like i'll throw some shade i I always get a kick out of like looking at older pictures of celebrities. Oh yeah, man. In the seventies and shit. You know, I love British TV. Yeah. I'm not doing like a British teeth joke here, but like I love classic doctor who is my favorite show. Mm -hmm. And, um, they've got some crazy teeth. Mm -hmm. Like the leads usually are okay. But a lot of times, like a lot of old British dudes talk with like their bottom teeth. (laughs) Like they do a lot of talking like this and they have these teeth their bottom teeth are so long. Ah. Uh, you know, they've just got these like long, crazy teeth. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. And I, I don't know if that's to do with like the accent. Like they speak a lot where you see their bottom teeth. It's Maybe all, that's part of the accent. Yes. It's all this, what are you doing, sir? You know, and then it's like this. And, yeah. And that's what I, so I always noticed that. And I was like, wow. And I thought maybe that's the key to doing the accent properly. Is uh. to, but anyway, go on. Well, no, I mean, it's not really. I was just looking at pictures of um, Diane Keaton. Because mm. I think it was her birthday or something recently. And Instagram knows that I'm a fan of Diane Keaton. And, <laughs> you know, I was just swiping through all her photos. And it's like interesting to look at like the teeth evolution of celebrities. Because right. like as they get more popular and can like maybe afford to get their teeth done, things change. And you see like they hear the Transformers noise and you just see their teeth going like. Yeah. <laughs> and even like Martin Gore too. I feel like you know when a celebrity's actually made it because people can be super famous and like broke as shit, mm. like bankrupt. So you can tell if they're like doing well because I think they get their teeth done. I mean, my dad was a teacher and so we had dental insurance mm-hmm. and it was just... Because like artists don't have that. 
Yeah, and it was just a priority for us, like in the family, like teeth. Like I was at the dentist, and I don't even know why I should t- talk to my dad. I'm, I'm curious as to like we went to the dentist a lot mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I had these crazy ass buck teeth, and do you have braces? Twice. Wow. Because I didn't have them on both. Like I had them once on the bottom uh, and then on the top. Okay. I had several different retainers when I was in grade one. This would have been like 1986 or something. Like I remember, um, I had this thing that had to be tightened with a key. Like, it was like a metal thing in my oh. mouth. And then my dad literally That's had this crazy. fucking key that he had, like, put in and, like, Jesus. tighten it to make the teeth go in oh. or whatever. And then, yeah, so it was so important. So we were there all the time. Like, I had dentist appointments, I feel like, once every, like, three months. Mm-hmm. Like, of all of my friends, I always noticed that, like, I always had a dentist appointment. And mm-hmm. sometimes when I would get, like, a new appliance put in, I'd be there, like, every, like, two weeks, you know. <laughs> new where appliance they, Yeah, because I had a lot of fucking appliances. Do you have any fun dentist stories? No, I don't have any fun dentist stories. Oh, Dentists yeah. aren't fun. Oh, is this, like, a is, it, is this a thing for you? <laughs> no, I just, yeah. Let's, I mean, let's get into the psychology just, here. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> they can't know. Okay. <laughs> this can't be public. Look. The bottom line is this, all right? Take care of your teeth. Yeah, we're having a lovely day. You don't have to bleach the shit out of them. We think you're beautiful. And also, um, brush every day. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think I was going to say something better than that? There are a lot of permutations in the way that we brush. You can go up and down, left and right. We've like really gone beyond synth right now. (laughs) (laughs) This show should just be called No Synth. (laughs) <laughs> like, like. <laughs> I play music and talk about movies. Well, how about let's listen to another track? Okay, cool. This is Forward in Time again. I feel like, see, we're, we're jumping all over the place, but yeah. it's fun. Uh, Which is better because I remember more about the current times. Did you bump your head? <laughs> no, I just have no memory or something. I don't know. The internet. You bumped your head. <laughs> we're going to move forward here to Metropolis. We're going to listen to a song I liked from it called Isadora. I like this one. Did I say that right? Thank you. Yes. It's about Isadora Duncan. All right. uh, This track is called Isadora by Parallels.
was Parallels with the track Isadora, and I'm here with Holly Dodson. Hello. Mrs. Parallels, or is it Ms. Parallels? It's 2019, uh, did I fuck up? Okay, Ms. Parallels. I guess, you know, <laughs> even though I'm kind of married to it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, talk about that song. Tell me all about Isadora Duncan. She was like my muse for this album. I said earlier that themes run through the albums, and there's nothing really directly about a certain thing except this song. So, yeah, I don't know. I just read her bio. I found her story very interesting. And so the song's kind of about a seance trying to connect with her. She died very tragically. She was a modern dancer. It was kind of, I guess, the 30s. That was kind of her era. She used to wear these big scarves. Got in her little sports car back in the day where you could see the spokes on the wheels. And her big, long scarf got caught in the spoke of the wheel and strangled her. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to yeah. say it ripped her head off. It might have. I don't want to get graphic, but that's tragically how she passed away. See, stuff like that scares the shit out of me because I remember this horrible story involving an escalator oh. and a lady with a scarf. Mm. It's the same thing. And yeah. and it, and I have a giant Doctor Who scarf that my wife had made for me. And uh, it's more of a novelty, but like mm-hmm. when it gets pretty cold. I'll put it on. The thing's huge. But then I keep thinking like, fuck, like I don't want to get strangled. And whenever I'm near escalators now because of that story that could yeah. be an old wives no, tale. It could be, but I think it's I think it's well documented. <laughs> but I mean, I kind of like I always wear scarves and capes and stuff like that. And it just really resonated with capes. me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to wear a cape. Is what Sometimes I, I dress like a wizard. And I'm fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but her dancing is beautiful. And I think she's she's just got a really interesting story. And I was very fascinated by her. So I wanted to write a song with her energy in it. Yeah. So does the song end with some sort of line about scarves? No. I don't want to go there with it. Well, that's nice. So you're maintaining like the happy memory. Yeah. Yeah, the magical. Okay, then I will. I, I will write that song with my. You can band. write a follow up. Yeah, it'll be called Scarf Spoke. <laughs> <laughs> The Danger of Scarves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The new album by Andy. Yeah, let's see if I can... Uh, Don't be dry. <laughs> no, hold on. <laughs> it's gonna be- He's actually writing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that shows you how good I am at doing this. My first line was, Don't be driving. <laughs> so, I don't know what line two of this song is. <laughs> oh. Or no, maybe I've used it as a metaphor. You know, like for some sort of life thing, and then it'd be like, Like a scarf in a spoke. <laughs> Turn and turn until you. It's no joke. <laughs> oh sorry, my God. I'm We're sorry. Be like haunted by her or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna make this a reality in another episode. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I've taken your nice story and turned it into something terrible. <laughs> that's what, that's what we do here. So then, between the um, the first album and then this one, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you feel like you were evolving? I think I got more confident as a producer and songwriter, and also just I'm really enjoying writing now because I didn't. I always love hated writing because you kind of have to. I'm going to go deep right now. Hmm. You kind of have to confront yourself, also get over yourself, and shut the door on the world and be vulnerable. Mm. So that was always kind of a challenge, and I've kind of worked through that where now I'm actually like, I just love it. Yeah. I can just go and I can be in the zone faster. Do you have any tricks about being in the zone? Because that's one thing I have a huge problem with. Like, I just can't force myself to be in the zone. 
Yeah. Unless I have a deadline. Yeah, well, just focusing, turning off your Instagram, turning off your screens, shutting the door on the world. It's like going to the gym. You got to just go do it. Focus. Do you write with a pen and paper? Yeah. Too many distractions on my phone. Even if I turn them off, I don't know. I just keep getting... (laughs) You just see like update notifications just in your actual eyes? Yeah. Bloop. Or something. And I just, yeah, I don't really use my phone. I use pen and paper. Old lady over here. I'm not a very fast typist. Typist? So when I go back to pen and paper, sometimes it's like I can't put the ideas down fast enough. Yeah. Like I make sometimes joke music. Mm-hmm. I'll sit there and I'll write and I'm almost like forgetting the thing and go like, oh, I'm going to forget this by yeah. the time my fucking pen gets to the end of Are this you, line. You drop words like I think I'm writing a sentence, but then I read it back and it's like, what the hell is, yeah. does this mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's another part of like dropping and slowing down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just letting it letting it happen and learning to write faster yeah and drugs too right (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) constantly no just take some uppers and then you can just uh, write real fast (laughs) what are uppers i'm trying to sound like trendy now downers puts you down and uppers make you go fast speed am i thinking of speed speed maybe (laughs) and apparently i heard tequila is the only upper alcohol interesting yeah I don't know if that's true. Don't quote me on that. Again, do not take any of my advice. I think that if I take anything from this interview to quote you with, it'll be that. <laughs> Tequila that's is the legacy. only upper alcohol. Holly Dotson. <laughs> I think. 2019. You got to end it with, I think. No, I don't. See, that's what's exciting about the internet. You just get to make up things that people say and then people just believe it. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yep. True. You're not wrong. It's the Wild West. Well, let's uh, let's listen to some more music. Let's let's move forward here. Okay. I can go back to my list of songs. Now we're going to get into some uh, some kind of collabs. Yeah, I need. I wanted to shout out my collab. Yeah, I've got a bunch here. So, well, actually, first I would like to play this one. A little shout out to Oliver. This yeah. is the track, "The Last Man," but the the Radio Wolf remix. remix. And that way we can get uh, Oliver involved in this in some way. <laughs> So hi, Oliver. Hey, Oliver. This track is called The Last Man by Parallels, and this is the Radio Wolf remix. The last man to The last man 
That was The Last Man, the Radio Wolf remix of the song by Parallels, who I am sitting next to in the Beyond Synth studio. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's great to be back. I like calling this a studio and not uh, the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all great studios are in basements. My studio's in my basement. Magic happens in basements. You were saying uh, before we were recording or whatever, so your dad is actually like a musician too, right? Yeah. He's in a classic rock band. He's a rocker. I play synths. Yeah, he still tours. He's in a band called The Stampeders. And they tour across Canada every year and yeah, still rocking. So was was music sort of something that was instilled in you? Yeah, like it well, he had built a studio in the seventies and was very active in the eighties when I was born. So I kind of like grew up knowing him as a producer, you know, meeting all the artists who came and went. And then um, in 1992, they reunited. The Stampeders reunited and went on tour. And then I was like, oh, cool. Like, my dad's also in a band. Mm. That's neat. We'd get to go on tour and travel around in the summers. And yeah, 
That's cool. Yeah, definitely really fun. Good memories. And like all their families went on tour. It was like the point in a rock star's career where they all have kids. And so they all just bring their families along. It's very wholesome. Okay. So like, were you like friends with the the other band's families? Like, was that a thing? Yeah, yeah. So they try to get hotels with water slides in them. (laughs) (laughs) That was like a thing. So to try to entertain us, keep us entertained. Did it work? Oh, yeah. Where's the big water slide park? West Edmonton Mall. Okay. Does it still exist? Yes. Because I want to go back. Oh, does the water slide exist? No, no, no. Uh, like the mall, West Edmonton Mall. I think it still exists. If anyone out there in Edmonton, I'm going to Google this later. Yeah. I think it still exists. It sounds weird. Yeah. Because never, I've never been, or did I go? Don't listen to me. <laughs> My brain is... I haven't, I haven't been out West in a long time. Like a long time. Yeah. But that's cool. So then like, what do you, do you have any sort of involvement or anything in like what your dad's band does? Like, do you help um, out? You carry the gear? <laughs> a rodette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that I a try thing? To, rodette? I, we made that up okay. for me. Because I try to help them out <laughs> if I'm on the road with them. Okay. Yeah. I find it very inspiring. They're still out and they're still touring and the fans love it. They still come out and, and rock and roll and it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then it like gives you energy to be like I'm going to do this too, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes my dad's like, should have been a lawyer. Should have been a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be a good way to rebel, I guess, if you have a, an, yeah. art, an artist parent. I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. You got to be all straight-laced. Yeah. Well, a lawyer would be even crazier. Like, I feel no like... people. Yeah. Lawyer is, like, the opposite of artist. Lawyer would have been very Or banker. Banker have. is the opposite of artist. Yes. Yes. That would have been weird if I would have become a banker. Yeah. Working in a bank is weird. No offense. I did it for a while. I was in the basement. Oh. The Royal Bank where they... Um, you seem to end up in basements a lot. <laughs> I'm also a crazy murderer, so <laughs> that checks out. No, the uh, yeah, I worked in. Uh, I was at the Royal Bank, and they had the in the basement where all the envelopes go. Yeah, so, you know, whenever you put oh. the envelope in, and then the the Brinks truck come or like the armored car picks up these big bundles of envelopes. Really? Yeah. Notice how I said envelopes and envelopes, and then uh, <laughs> they bring them to the basement, and then uh, and then we'd have to open them up and take the contents out and type on a computer what it was. So like, if wow, you, if you get a check. You know, like it actually runs through the hands of so a person. So someone actually typed it in. Yeah, because you have to verify. So on the envelope itself, it'll have like a printout that says like, this is a $1,000 deposit. Mm-hmm. And I believe even the computer also had that information. So like you'd, you'd look at like a spreadsheet thing, like mm-hmm. in this program that would be like, John so-and-so account number this, put in $1,000 and then you'd have the envelope. And then you'd confirm that it was indeed $1,000 cash and go like, yes, or you'd correct it. Yeah. So if if there wasn't $1,000 or scumbags would do this thing where they just rip up bits of paper and then put it in the envelope and say that they deposited 400 bucks and then (gasps) withdraw the 400 cash. Wow. That's very scheming. Yeah. Except it's only, you can only do it once. Like it's it's such a stupid crime because like you do it once and then your account gets closed because you've Stole well, I, mean, money I always the- I always get a kick out of bank robberies these days because like I feel like there's no money in banks. Like what do you steal? Stamps? Yeah, I, what I would do, I'd be like an 80s villain. I'd go after the bearer bonds. <laughs> That's what they always did in the old 80s action films. Right. It was like give me 2 million in bearer bonds and <laughs> I remember it was only like 2 years ago that I found that they were called bearer bonds. I thought they were called bearer bonds because that's the way the villains always said it in the movies. Oh, cuz they had the accent. Unmarked bills is another thing. What is that? You know like the dude with the with a voice changer be like Give me two million dollars in unmarked bills, <laughs> you know, and they'd have to like drop it off in a suitcase at a at a <laughs> designated location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep talking about this. So then, how did you meet Oliver? 
Oliver and I met through his brother, actually, who is a director, whose name is Luke Blair. And he wanted to shoot a music video for us and was located in England at the time. And we were in Canada. And we were like, well, if we're ever in the same country, let's work together. That was for Visionary, so that didn't actually end up happening. But... Oliver and Luke ended up moving to Canada, and so we kind of connected, and yeah, that's how I met Oliver. And then, yeah, he's just, he's a very talented producer and songwriter, so, and I was playing keys for us in yeah. the band. Did he join you on the little tour thing? He did, yeah. That's right, yeah, I saw the, I'm, I'm asking like I don't know. Yeah. Because the listeners, they need to know, They right? need to know, yeah. Let's listen to another song, and then we'll we'll talk about that tour, because that must have been fun, right? That was you did so that fun. Tour. Yeah. This was one you did with um, with Chris. Yeah, my good friend Chris Huggett. Called Golden, and Chris is a very tall man. Yeah. If people don't know Chris Huggett, he does like live guitars for like FM84, mm-hmm. and I think he's also helping out Ollie Ride or did on his Yeah, I think album. they collaborated on a few songs or... Yeah, so that's cool, and he's really tall. Yeah. That's the most significant thing about Chris <laughs> is he's a very tall guy. <laughs> Whenever I'm around really tall people, I'm always fascinated. And I just sort of like stand around and be like, wow, like it's so crazy to be tall because I'm a child. Anyway, listen, listen, let's, let's, let's listen to this song because it's cool. This is Golden. Now, is this considered Parallels featuring Chris Huggett or is this Chris Huggett and Parallels? It's Chris Huggett and Parallels. Right. So we co-wrote it together. You know? All right. This is Golden by Chris Huggett and Parallels. Doesn't matter where it goes and goes 
Chris Huggett and Parallels with the track Golden. <laughs> and I'm here with Parallels right now. Holly Dodson in the Beyond Synth studio with the squeaky chairs. Hello. I should just put the microphone right to the chair so you can just hear <laughs> the squeak. I sink into these so I feel I feel very small. But I feel like if I put my shoulders back and then I posture. won't I won't need those posture correctors posture. and I'll feel like hey. Things are all right. So uh, talk about that one. So we wrote that song a couple years ago. You know, Chris kind of got in this groove, as he does. He's a groovy guy. and He's tall, too. <laughs> <laughs> and we just, the song just kind of happened. We were like, let's write a song together. And then we did. And then it turned out to be golden. We kind of, we both love California. So we wrote this outside in the summer in Toronto. And we were like, this is how California probably feels all year. And we just wanted to like encapsulate that into a song. So that's golden. Cool. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, the tour. The tour. The last tour you guys did. Yeah. We just did a tour with Nina. Shout out to Nina and Laura. And we went. Hi, Nina. Hi. Is Is that how shout outs work? And Laura. Oh, you said it so nicely. <laughs> when she came on the show, and I, I, I have fun saying Laura. I know. It's Laura. so beautiful. Like, <laughs> I just love it. I miss hearing them say it every day. So we, yeah, we did six dates in warm places in the in the U.S. Mm. So that was so much fun. Thank you to everyone who came out to see us and party with us. And <laughs> Six you. dates in warm places. That sounds like that should be a thing. That's like literally what we talked about when we were like, hey, let's do some shows. Yeah, six dates, warm places. Mm-hmm. Done. You guys had some fun supporting acts too, though, well, because like you, oh, you guys yes. went there and then yeah. you did sort of a co-headlining thing, but then you also had local openers. Yeah, which we super lucked out with because everyone was amazing. Let's see if I can list them all. Watch out for snakes. The moon dragon. AC. Pro Mysteries. We had Jesse Fry. We had Glitbiter, who I see you have. Yeah, I've got her because well, she, she just sent me a Florence just sent me a pin. Amazing. She's amazing. And let him riot. Good. Well, those are all. Those I are hope all good. I got them all. There's going to be a quiz later. Yeah. I'll be quizzing you again on those same things. <laughs> We'll see how well you do. We lucked out. It was a really fun tour. Cool. And they were all amazing. I wanted it to go on forever. Yeah. But we uh, we might team up for some more dates. So anyone we missed on that tour. Yeah. This is another Warm Places uh, tour. Well, it'll be warmer time of year. Yeah. In colder places. I feel bad. Is it getting cold in here now that heater's off? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to put on my like cape shawl thing. Yeah, do it. I wish I had a cape. I should have brought you one. <laughs> Andy wears capes now. Yeah, I don't know if I'm fancy enough. I should get a cape, actually. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I got a lot of aspirations. We're going to get you a cape. Yeah. They're all cape related. We should go cape shopping together. But I want one that's like velvety sort of where it's like black on one side but red on the inside. Oh, okay. That's like a very classic yeah. cape. I guess it's sort of like a magician's cape. A little bit, yeah. Maybe I don't want that. We'll find you a cape. I don't know if I want to go magician or vampire. Oh. I think I, w- I would do vampire cape. You could do both. Like a magical vampire? Yeah. Or just have, like, multiple capes. Well, it's not good extravagant here. I mean... <sighs> My wardrobe is all capes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of just having a wardrobe that is literally just capes. And then when I go outside for pants, like, I just take two capes and, like, wrap them around my legs and a third cape that I sort of put on, like, a diaper. Strategic like, cape yeah. wrapping. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, because you could probably do one cape could do up the leg and then sort of, like, a diaper type thing, like, for the middle part. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a like word for that sumo middle part. Wrestler esque. Yeah, and then cape. And, and then you do another cape around the other leg. Two capes for each feet. <laughs> for each feet. 
<laughs> Andy's getting some capes. That's the takeaway from this yeah. whole experience. And then, like, I'll have a cape that sort of wraps up like a turban for a hat. Yeah. Two hand, two arms, two mittens. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, suits. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great idea. Suits are very 2018. That's true. Although I wouldn't mind uh, having a cape and a suit. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good idea. I feel like that would be very you. Yeah. Let's listen to uh, Heart of the Wild. Oh, yes. Or is that a bad idea or a good idea? Let's listen to it. Right. <laughs> I feel like my brain is like just shut off or something. <laughs> Maybe I'm about to have a seizure. I don't smell burnt toast, so I think I'm okay. okay. Good. Does anyone else get that reference I besides get Can- that heart? That was so that is, scary. Yeah. That- <laughs> As a child to see all those PSAs, that was definitely the one that sticks out. That was Canadian, right? That was those Canadian. Those ones that were by Canada. Because it was her- they were heritage moments. Her- yeah. So for people who listening, we had these things that would happen during the commercial break called heritage minutes, which would be these brief little moments of Canadian history that yeah. were like dramatized. And one was like Marshall McLuhan, where it's like the media is the message. Yeah. But yeah, the one that uh, seems to everyone sort of remembers is the one about Dr. Penfield who cured people of seizures by doing some sort of weird like lobotomy thing Mm -hmm. where he'd like cut open their heads and meddle with their brain and then that's the one where the lady had the accent and she's like and she smells burnt toast and she has a seizure Yeah, and then it shows her on the operating table with her brain out Yeah, and then it's like Dr. Penfield I smell burnt toast Dr. Penfield cured my seizures and thousands more this is just average TV watching in Canada (laughs) I wonder how accurate that, because I haven't seen it in like decades, but I still have in my head. Because it was like sepia toned. Yeah. And then fucking Dr. Penfield cured my seizures and thousands more. I feel like that line, if I can find it on YouTube, I'll drop it in. We'll see how close I was. Okay, Dr. Penfield, I smell burnt toast. You nailed it. Actually. I I think that's it. And now what do you feel? Did you pour cold water on my hand, Dr. Penfield? Now what? Uh, what is it, Mrs. Gold? Burnt toast. Dr. Penfield, I can smell burnt toast. Dr. Wilder Penfield. He cured my seizures and hundreds more. I think my dad had the tape. I think they gave it to teachers really? or they something. Had tapes? Oh, had, well, of course. There was a tape of the Heritage Minutes, and I feel like there was an hour's worth, but when it was on TV, they played the same three. Yeah. Same as like when I was a kid and like Dennis the Menace cartoon was on, and they played like the same episode uh-huh. every fucking weekend, and there was the same ad on global TV for Dennis the Menace. Yeah. Which was the one where it's like, it's a ghost of Anne Bolin. Nigel, do you see what I see? It's the ghost of Anne Boleyn. <laughs> it was like every week. And then My Pet Monster, it was like that show had two episodes because they kept playing the same ones. Yeah. And they never went to fucking Monster. They went to Monsterland once. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Good times. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's uh, listen to this song. This is Heart of the Wild.
and that was Heart of the Wild. And I'm here with Parallels Hello. right now. Hello. Who has put her shawl on because I'm forcing her to be in a cold room because <laughs> that heater is too loud. The weather is never ideal. No. In the summertime, it's you got some loud fucking air conditioner fan or it's something. Humid. And then what else do we got? Then we We're have, never happy. No. It really is only like ideal very briefly. Yeah. And whenever that happens, I always try and savor it. Like there's certain days where I walk outside and go, this is perfect. My specifics is I like to dress the way I like to dress. I don't mm-hmm. like shorts. I got skinny legs. I like to wear <laughs> long sleeved things. Yeah. I like to wear shirts and pants. Hopefully a lot of other people do too. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you wear capes and only that's true. capes. Yeah, that's true. Which uh, will be the trend by 2020. I hope so. We'll start that now. Let's start that hashtag. Whoa, us. Yeah. <laughs> Capes 2020. And so, yeah, there's, so the, there's certain days, sometimes like in late spring and stuff, where I go outside, I'm like, this is ideal. Yeah. Like, this is fucking perfect. But I feel like there's like maybe 20 of those days a year and the rest there of them is. are just fucking horrible. Yeah. And we live for those days. I need to savor them, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, that's something you're going to need to work through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I brought you here for some sort of therapy. That's what this is. <laughs> it's just therapy for me. Yeah. So talk to me about uh, about that one, man. About Heart of the Wild? Yeah. What we just listened to. That's kind of my like wild woman song. Define a wild woman song. <laughs> Well, just listen to the song, you know. You'll get it. <laughs> Maybe I can just get a sample of you saying, the song speaks for itself, asshole, and then I'll just fucking paste that after like every song we played. No, I don't know. I always find it hard to talk about my songs because you can kind of get what you want from the song, hopefully, or maybe I didn't communicate it properly, but I actually think I wrote that on a very cold day, and I was thinking about deserts. I was like reading mythologies and stuff like that. What's the deal? You like reading fantasy stuff? Do you like the imagery? Are you a nerd? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like, I just read a lot. I like reading a lot. Um, I've been working with Future Cop mm-hmm. on a few songs for We're going to listen to some of those. Voltrana, shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, keep your eyes peeled for that and your ears open. Okay. So I'll do one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't guarantee both. And yeah, so we, um, I think literally on our second email to each other, we started talking about Joseph Campbell. Do you know him? He wrote about the hero's journey. You know, as a Star Wars fan, you must. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although I think that's been slightly... Exaggerated? Uh, it, well, it's not as um, as clear as people make it out to be. Like, they yeah. always say it's just like, oh, well, George Lucas was a pupil of, like, of Joseph really, Campbell and stuff. Like, and it's actually, I think he... Sometimes, you know, certain ideas creatively, like, work in parallel. Mm-hmm. Parallels. Mm. And uh, I think, like, he already sort of written Star Wars and then, then discovered Joseph Campbell. And, then and you he see, was like, that makes sense. But that's, yeah. that's what I'm getting from all this stuff. For the past couple of years, I've been getting into mythologies and archetypes and stuff like that. Mm. And I think that's what happens because we all live it. We all live all these mythologies and these archetypes and we just don't know. But Joseph Campbell was one of those people who put it into words and referenced all the different religions and everything because all of these stories repeat. It's the human experience. Yeah, and and I think that's why there's certain things lately that I'm not resonating as much with certain types of stories because Mm. I think we're in this phase of like everything's very meta and sort of like deconstructing Mm -hmm. these things and I I just prefer the straightforward story yeah like straight simple like but that's what he was good at that just telling the story yeah because now we're in this thing like I don't want to go off on Star Wars but like where it's all about Uh like take the heroes and like deconstruct them and everything's gray so and I think I get a little tired of when things are too like meta or too like let's fucking deconstruct everything Mm. because 
because mm. there's a certain satisfaction you get from seeing something where like where it just feels correct you know like like the archetypes are are doing what they're supposed to be doing and it just feels correct when it's over and you're like right. yeah it, it almost feels like richer or fuller but you can't totally explain why it's mm-hmm. like it's it's happening in like the back of your brain someplace mm-hmm. not that there's a right and wrong way to like do stories or whatever no, but i just think that not. when it comes to the, a lot of the, the stuff i like the movies mm-hmm. i like and things like i like superheroes and science fiction and stuff and i find the ones that resonate with me the most are the ones that display those traits you know where you yeah. have where you have very distinct this is the hero this is the villain and while i can see why someone might find that less interesting when because obviously like a show like game of thrones is mm-hmm. awesome because everyone is really complicated and it's cool but then there is something really satisfying also of a heroic hero being a hero yeah doing heroic things and fighting a clearly evil and going villain. on their journey and yeah like yeah i like that stuff too like i like when villains are like some crazy dude in a cape with a crazy mask and an evil name who's just <laughs> just evil and then a good guy has to stop him because then the movie doesn't have to be like all movies now are like especially the ones i like like superhero films and shit like yeah. that you know like the marvel movies they're all like almost like three hours long now right you know what i mean and it's like there's something nice about seeing a nice compact like this movie was an hour and 20 minutes mm-hmm. there was a bad guy there was a they good guy some obstacles yeah exactly yeah and then they won yeah i like that yeah Absolutely. Well, I just read this book, Circe. It's about, it's a Greek mythology book about Greek gods and goddesses. And I don't actually know a lot about the Greek mythology. So I feel like that's going to be my next thing. Mm. But she was kind of the first witchy woman in (laughs) Greek mythology. And that was a great book. It just came out last year, I think. So maybe Cersei will have an appearance on my new album. I don't know. We'll see. But is she a god? No, she's a demi-goddess. Her father was... I forget his name. It was like starts with an H. And... um, Hermaphrodites. No, anyway, she um, she puts the spell on... So, like, the guy that she has a crush on falls in love with another woman. So she accidentally puts a spell on her and makes her into this evil 12-headed monster and sends her out to sea. And so, as a punishment, she gets sent away to an island by herself. And there, she kind of, like, hones her womanly skills and makes a life for herself and it's just this like really cool image of her on this island with all these magical animals can she throw fireballs well they didn't write about that but like if she wanted to probably she could. <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything you put your heart to that's what i like i like when people like sort of put their two hands in front of them and sort of like move it in a circle like they're holding an orb of yeah. some kind and then it slowly forms into like a ball of fire and yeah. they go like Hadouken! And then they, <laughs> that's what I would like this lady to do. So I don't think they actually talked about that in the book. That's a shame. But it could be possible. <laughs> it might have happened. It might then, have just then not I'll be interested. been documented. I want to see this demigod throw some dragon mm-hmm. punches and mm-hmm. spin kicks and stuff. Anyway, it's a great book. I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually listening to you. I'm just a silly person. <laughs> I want to make that clear. Well, speaking of Future Cop, let's listen to one of your uh, collabs because this was uh, this was a good one. This was called Edge of the Universe, yeah. which is a Future Cop song featuring Parallels, which is you. Uh-huh. So let's listen to that, man. This is a Future Cop, Edge of the Universe, featuring Parallels. Lost touch with ground The comfort of the world I know 
And that was Edge of the Universe by Future Cop, featuring Parallels. And I'm here with Parallels right now, Holly Dodson. Hi. You having a good day? I'm having a great day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the worst. I've been doing this for like six years now or something. (laughs) Andy welcomed me into his really cool studio in the West End, Mm. and he got me a coffee from Tim Hortons. That's true. There's cream in that. It's been like the best day of my life. It's a pretty exciting time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) I've never said that sentence before. There's certain things you, it was just, convincing. you hear people say, and then you just say them and then realize like, ah, fuck, I can't say that. <laughs> well, anyway, we can probably like wind down or mm-hmm. whatever, but it's like, it's uh, obviously with all this talk about legend and all this other crap, maybe there was something you came here and you're like, I hope we talk about something, this thing. When this gets going, I'm going to talk about my charity work, you know? <laughs> oh, like, like what I'm up to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm working on a new album for Parallels mm-hmm. and I'm also working on a soundtrack Ooh. for a sci-fi film that will be coming out this year. Yeah, I'm working on the soundtrack with my bandmate Oliver Blair, also known as Radio Wolf. So yeah, lots of music going on and then we'll probably do some tour dates later this year. Cool. So how is that working right now? So is Oliver like in parallels? He's playing live for us. Yeah. And then we're coming together creatively to do the soundtrack. So... You know, I like to keep it loose. Yeah, I understand. Like Genesis, I feel like was like that. You know, the band Genesis revolving members. But like I said, if I'm not at the gig, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be seeing parallels. Yeah. Is there any other person that has a similar band name? There's like eight different bands called Parallels. Yeah. But I think we were one of the first. One of the first. That's the claim to fame. That was kind of, yeah, I mean, it wasn't as much of a thing. We just kind of started it. And then as we were going on as Parallels, like, oh, shit, there's like two other bands. Oh, my God, there's three other bands called Parallels. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, there's a cover band called Parallels. Everyone thought we were a yes cover band. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fun. Yeah, fun times on the internet. Did you ever want to just learn one Yes song just in case like someone came to the gig? Just in case, like we got hired by accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, no, I don't know any Yes songs really. Mm. Do you? No. I don't, they weren't really ever on my my radar. So Parallels is a tricky name and no one can spell it. Yeah, I always have problems. I keep on forgetting. I'm like, (laughs) all right, is it two R's? And I'll type it in. I was like, two R's, then one L, then two L's? No, two L's. Mm. Two L's and two R's and one L at the end. What is it actually? <laughs> Just it's, put it's, them all in there. Um, it's it's one R, two one L's, R. one L. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 See, you got it. <laughs> I'm a smart guy. Yeah. Band names are tricky these days. There's so many. Yeah, you either come up with something so stupid. Like I've seen just some dumb ones where I'm like, okay, well, no one's gonna steal that. Yeah. But then if you come up with a cool word, and especially tricky in like the synthwave scene because mm-hmm. people are they make their names based on like the same set of tropes. Right. So it's all like laser something eighty one. Yeah. You know, like you, and totally. So if I had a band, like I wouldn't want to do that. Not throwing shade here on anybody. No. Like I just like the music, so I don't really care what people are called as yeah. long as they make cool music. But yeah, it's tough. And then if you make a name that's kind of silly, like what are you saying about yourself? Yeah, and like you know, Google doesn't make it easy for bands. You know, you have to type in whatever band. 
I yeah. feel with everything. And I mean, there's bands called like Metric. How yeah. do they get top on Google? They I know pay they're popular. A SEO, which something. is something that I've been told about that I don't actually know what it stands for, <laughs> but it's like it makes you go to number one on Google. Yeah. So there's that kind of thing. And I don't know. I think if you really like our music, you'll learn how to spell it and then you'll know how to spell parallels. Yeah, idiots. It'll be like a fun fact. This is me yelling at all the listeners now. Just like, <laughs> learn it or get out. <laughs> well, that's cool. So then that's what. <laughs> <laughs> Just a heads up, I'm not really too good at conducting interviews or ending them. It was lovely to, to have you here to chat. Thank you for having me. Maybe we, we can listen to another song and then we can do like an official goodbye. Sure. Do you want to listen to another Future Cop one? Yeah. This is the one that just came out recently. Yeah. Called We Belong, which is a cool song, kind of dancey. Mm-hmm. And we can listen to that. So talk about, I guess... Uh, before we play it here, just how it started with you doing these collabs these songs? with Future Cop. Yeah. So Future Cop and I have been related artists, as Spotify would say, for mm. years. Mm. Like I've always known a Future Cop and uh, always been a fan. And I think there was like human gravity involved. Like he emailed me, like I was listening to a lot of Future Cop and then he emailed me and he's like, working on a new album. Do you want to like co-write? So obviously I said yes. And then we ended up doing four songs together for the album. And yeah, like I said, we kind of just like were on the same page with what we were inspired by, which was a lot of mythology and Joseph Campbell, etc. There's a lot of cool synergy happening. So we did this collaboration. All right. Well, let's listen to the song and then we'll uh, then we'll say goodbye officially. Oh, so sad. Uh, this is We Belong uh, by Future Cop featuring Parallels.
and that was Future Cup, featuring Parallels with the track We Belong. And I'm here with Parallels right now. We're going to say goodbye to Holly Dodson. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but so you got you got an album you're working on coming mm-hmm. up. You got this other thing, this uh, scoring movie with yep. Oliver. You're still doing uh, live performances yeah and we're stuff. doing some live shows we'll do a toronto show in the summer what's the impediment to playing more live shows you know we want to make it a special event you don't want to play too often you want to have something to celebrate is that what you mean yeah well i mean because i see it also as like practice too right to like go and play yeah and like we oh my god like i would play every week if i could and people wanted to see that every week mm. but i feel like they'd get sick of us so you can start like some sort of thing where you just ad lib songs <laughs> like if you play so much that's <laughs> what become i become a do. wedding band or something yeah you could learn some yes <laughs> no um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think you know toronto is like a big city but a small city so we want to keep it special mm-hmm. i think that's it and like it's good to kind of have a break and then you're excited to go play you don't, you don't get sick of one or the other you yeah, know? yeah yeah i i dig that yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys perform. I don't, I'm putting my hands up like I'm whispering to my microphone. So that, it's a secret yeah. from me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was it was lovely to have you on the show, and so lovely to be here. Keep on making cool music, and we'll uh, we'll play some. Cool. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did it. High five! Yay! That was a terrible. What the hell was that? There okay, you go. There we go. <laughs> That was me chatting with Parallels. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, that was fun. It's always cool to have guests in studio. I like the freeform nature of the uh, the in-studio ones because you get to actually like read the vibe of the other person when you're chatting. It's a little bit trickier when you do them online. Although I still have fun doing those too. I, look, the bottom line is this, all right? I enjoy making the show. I hope you all have a lovely week. Thank you for listening to Beyond Synth. And tune in next time for some uh, more... More cool chats and cool music on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. You are all awesome. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth or visit beyondsynth.com and click on support the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by the awesome Patreon supporters. Don't forget to follow Beyond Synth on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Live broadcasts can be heard weekly on Twitch at twitch.tv slash beyond underscore synth. Have a lovely week.